Oh yes, it is time to double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for Ed and Sean. Let's get ready for Geekster. And welcome to episode 210. Part 2. Part 2 of Geekster. I'm your host, Sean. We only do two parts, eh? We just got done part one. I, I'm still glad that the... Because <laughs> at my... Geekster kind of faltered there, cracked a little bit. I was like... <laughs> I got the black lung, Dad. Got the black lung, Pop. <laughs> You're only... Like You're only working on two hours. <laughs> 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 Hi everybody, welcome to the show. Yes. We're help thanks for joining us again here in part two. Yeah. Um so yeah, here in part two, we do the standard releases of the week and nerd news. Yes. Um I honestly don't have any really this episode doesn't really have any video game reviews for the most part. Uh-huh. And we touch on a few things. Um stuff that's coming out that we plan on getting. Um with laughing and shaking his head. <laughs> Why? Because you touched quite a few things on the show, I've typed. <laughs> <laughs> but there was an, uh, there was something I saw today uh-huh. that I forgot to bring up on the show. So here's bonus material for the beginning of the show, and we're going to have another article for bonus material at the end. Yes. Um, apparently, Rockstar, the video game company, mm-hmm. has changed all their profile pictures to a red, a red background and the Rockstar symbol. Okay. Which is leading people to believe that they're getting ready to announce Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Now, for those people who don't know, Red Dead Redemption, actually, the first one is actually a sequel to uh, Red Dead Revolver. Okay. But that game didn't do so well, Red, because it was more of like a linear kind of game, if I remember. Mm -hmm. Red Dead Redemption was a open world set in the Wild West, Mm -hmm. and you play um, Marsters. I think his name was. Anyway, it's basically Grand Theft Auto on horseback. Right. Without the exception of like, you know, hey, let's go get a hooker and then kill her and take her money back. <laughs> it was definitely like, to me, it was probably one of the finest gaming experiences I've ever had as a video game goes. Red Dead Redemption to me is up there as far as if you if you had like a Mount Rushmore of games, that game should be up there. Yeah. Because it was so beautiful. It was violent. It was very of the time. Like you, you could, you can't help but not feel like you were actually in the Wild West when you were playing this game, because mm-hmm. the way the guns handled, and you know, there was something about riding across, you know, country on horseback, just with the music playing in the background. Like it was very. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> like good, bad, the ugly, very magnificent seven. <laughs> it's laughing at my whistle ability. <laughs> Because I don't think it really translated well over the microphone. <laughs> no, it, it sounded it sounded as bad in real life as it did on the, in the mic. <laughs> Man. Wah, wah, wah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times on horseback I would hum that theme song as I'm just... Happy trails to you. Yeah. And then, you know, you did hunting. You did horseback riding. Uh You did stagecoach robberies. Uh Poker. 
uh, you know, <laughs> poker in the rear, runner in the head. <laughs> it was, it was everything. It was a, such a great game, and for years, like they did. Hey, here's Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Here's Grand Theft Auto Four, and here's Grand Theft Auto Five. You're like, what are they going to do a sequel to Red Dead Redemption? And a lot of people apparently wanted this this kind of a sequel because mm-hmm. the moment they Xbox One people got the notification that Red Dead Redemption a few months, I think earlier this year, mm-hmm. went backwards compatible. So right away I was like, well, I don't have an Xbox One because I'd buy that game again because not only did um, Red Dead Redemption was backwards compatible, but also the Game of the Year edition and also the Undead Nightmare. I had to think of which were the three of them. Yeah. Undead Nightmare was nice too because it took the Wild West and threw zombies in it. And what I liked about it was it was challenging because everything had to be headshots. Right. And you had always had limited ammo. It wasn't like when you're when you're playing the game, it's like, oh, I got my shotgun, I got my pistol, I got this Gatling gun that I could pull out at any moment, apparently. <laughs> like, you know, this one was definitely like, yeah, you have your six shooter and maybe a couple of shotguns, but right. everything's got to be headshot, headshot. And you had you already had the open ma- map completed. Yeah. So it was basically like, oh my God, this town's being overrun by zombies. Quick drive in there and while you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on kind of right. thing. It was really good. So I'm like, I'm always, and it ended kind of with, you know, like a different character, but it was still good. Right. I'm really hoping that not only are they going to announce Red Dead 2, but that anybody who pre-orders Red Dead 2 for PS4 gets Red Dead Redemption Remastered Edition because I'm itching to play that one again. Mm-hmm. That, one's a, that, that one's a game where I'd be glad to trade in any of the other games to get that version because it was so good. So good. <laughs> so that was the big news. It's, it just makes me. It always makes me laugh to hear something like this. It's us. Now it's great that, that this game. Hopefully, this game does come out. But the fact that you, that you go, I want to replay this game. It's like, why did you keep it? <laughs> well, because I I did actually for the PS3 because it's only available for the PS3. Oh, okay. So it's not a PS4 game. I mean, this Red Dead Redemption Two would be a, a new version. It would only be out for the PS4. Right. And Red Dead the first one was only a PS3 game, and that was, I would say, God, at least five to ten years ago. Mm-hmm. At least it feels that way, because it's been... Someone's Googling it. Um, <laughs> because I remember having it at the... I remember playing it. I remember getting the expansion, and I remember buying the Game of the Year edition. It was <laughs> it was one of those, like, oh, my God, this game is so much fun. And at any time, I could just pick it up. <laughs> and it wasn't even about just doing a story. Like, I really did enjoy being on horseback. It was like... I'm going to go from here to here and I'm going to ride. Just ride. Ride. You know, just (laughs) raw hide. Head him up. Head him up. up. Move him out. Move him out. Head him up. Raw hide. Like, it was just such a fun, fun game. I really hope that that, like, that announcement. 2010. 2010. So, six years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it feels like six years. (laughs) But it was definitely like one of those, like, oh, God, that game was so good. Like, I'm, I'm just talking about it. I'm going... I kind of wish I had an Xbox One and buy a game and start over again. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, that was my big news. But in the meantime, um, sit back and relax while you listen to uh, the episode two, and we'll be back in the end with. Uh, do you want to tease what the news article is about, or you just want to be like, is it really, really good, and I don't want to ruin it, or I don't know if it's going to be really good. You know, that's the thing. It's it's always <laughs> tough with you. I think it's probably like like a gem. You know, I don't really think this is a gem, but you know, some some articles I think it's a gem, and you're like. I really? Where I take the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other ones are like, oh, that's great. It's good news. It's good to know, Ed. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for the information. 
I guess we'll just have to. Do you want to give me like a tease about what it's about? Say no. No? No, I teased at the end of this episode, so you'll hear it before we actually tell you what it is. So okay, you have to so, leave with that. So uh, <laughs> sit back and relax, and we'll see you at the end. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Uh, scratch that iHeartRadio. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into default mode because I was looking at uh, I was setting up a song for the next four weeks. Anyway. So, welcome back, everybody. Yay. It is time for new releases with Ed. Here we go, kids. All right. Um, the first one I have to say is uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD and HD digital. Okay. So, uh, look for that. She's nodding her head, so that means Sean McCracken will buy that one. It's, well, it's a good movie. I don't know if I would watch it like a ton of times. I'm not the biggest Alice in Wonderland fan. I mean, she's cool. I really like Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter. And Through the Looking Glass is more about him than it is actually about Alice. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see more of Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter and kind of like the story behind him and how he got to be the Mad Hatter and all of that, go get it. All right. Uh, Definitely is one of those, like, I I have the first one, so I'll probably have to buy it anyway just so I can complete the collection. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I like uh, uh, the director who who made the movie. Tim Burton. Tim Burton, yes, thank you. I couldn't think of his name right away. (laughs) Um, but I mean, I, I mean, the, to me that Alice, that first Alice in Wonderland he did was just phenomenal. Yeah. So I mean, like, and I, I, I haven't really seen anything that that Tim Burton's done that I'm like, no, nah, I didn't really like that at all. Like everything, I like, I, even if it was like, eh, it was like, yeah, it was still enjoyable to watch. Right. You it's know? still something visually to see. Yes. All right. What else yeah. you got there, Ed? Uh, Independence Day Resurgence is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay, so I, I mean, I kind of want to see it just because I'm a Jeff Goldblum fan, but I'm also just like, oh, it's Independence Day. Maybe I'll wait for Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it'll never top the first one for me. Yeah. You know, so it, it seems to be like, hey, all these movies 20 years later are making a comeback. What else we got? Independence Day. It's, uh... <laughs> all right, what else you got there? Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons coming out on 4K uh, UHD and Blu-ray and... Uh... UV and the regular Blu-ray DVD, so uh, to kind of like a reissue of the of that movie. Yeah, they're also coming out with a uh, limited edition clear case too. I see. Here. Yes. All right. Now I I liked it. I liked the movie. She's chuckling because she's like, "Oh, limited edition." We're not going to be like, "I'm buying it." But I enjoyed the movie. I call it Crouching Tiger, Hidden Wire because it has a lot of wire work to yeah. it. But it's it's a beautiful film. But I'm just like eh. when that movie came out, I was really into those. Like I got really into those anim- uh, old, old Han- uh, Chapsaki films. Yeah, they were, you know, like the the Curse of the Golden Flower. And right. There was a few others that I bought and I watched, and I really enjoyed those movies. But it was like kind of like a a, fa- a fad. It was like here today, gone tomorrow. Those movies came out, and then like I forget what the last one that came out, and that was it. Like like I don't think people really was like oh, I'm getting kind of well, bored of this uh, this genre. Let me see something. Because I think the reason why the movie got so big because it was during the time that the Matrix came out too, yeah. And the Matrix really put wire work in the front, mm-hmm. you know, as far as not only the cool special effects, but it was also a lot of wire work with the special effects and stuff. Yeah. So I think people got swept up in the wire work movies, and then here comes Hidden Dragon, Hidden Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Dragon, and like that scene where she's running across the tops of the trees and they're not bending. You're going, yeah, it's all wire work, but it looks kind of cool. Yeah. So I think it was just the height of that. Anyway, so go ahead. Okay, next we have is the Marx Brothers Silver Stream Collection. The Coconuts, Animal Crackers, Monkey Business, Horse Feathers, and Duck Soup is coming in a restored edition on Blu-ray. See, 
okay, I like Marx Brothers movies, mm-hmm. but I'm also looking at where is uh, a night at the opera. Um, there was also another. Like, they had some really big hits, like uh, okay, Duck Soup. You said was on there. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's some hit and misses there with me. Right. Like, I don't know if it's really worth to get in the collection because there's more. There's movies. probably a couple shine, you know, gems right. in there, and the rest of it's just like filler. Like, they're like, yeah. oh, you know, if you like these movies, they're Marx Brothers movies. Yeah, like I went through my like I'm a huge Abbott and Costello fan, yeah. so Marx Brothers was like, I- I'm more of a duo kind of yeah. like set up punchline, set up punchline. And these guys, like, the only person who really stood out was Groucho. Yeah. Because he had all the quick, one shot up uh, an elephant in my pajamas. How they got my pajamas? I have no idea. You know, yeah. like, that kind of yeah. jokes. And Chico had some good ones. Harpo was the quiet one. Mm-hmm. But what I liked about it was that Chico was really good with the piano, and Harpo was really good with the harp. So every once in a while, during the course of a the film, there just happened to be a piano laying around that you get the Chico to play the piano. Yeah. And he always did, which, you know, when you're a kid, you're watching, it's really cute when he hits a... A key at the very end, he does like the little gun. He goes bink bink, you know, yeah. and it's cute. And Harpo playing the harp so beautifully to see this guy who's basically a, a pratfall guy to just stop and see a harp and be able to pluck and just go, wow, that's, I can see why they were so famous. Yeah. And, okay, what else you got? Uh, we have also Pl- Penn's Labyrinth. The Criterion Collection's coming out on Blu-ray. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I remember. S- the hype about Pan's Labyrinth, mm. and I'm also, I'm not anti having to read a movie. Yeah, you know, and I know that this is Guillermo del Toro. He's doing it in, in his, his native tongue. Mm. Uh, I think it's Italian. Um, I think. I know it's definitely a, a not Italian. Is, is it Spanish? Spanish. Okay, Spanish. And I'm sorry. So you won't understand a word, but I will. Maybe, <laughs> but it's all subtitle. I remember watching it, going, "All right, you know what? I hear such good things about it. I'm yeah. going to watch it." And Got captivated, and I didn't mind the reading. I don't mind reading a movie, but you really got to capture me also visually, and it, it really worked. And I was like, "Wow, this is a great movie! Like, it's definitely like up there as far as like if, if you're gonna get a Criterion collection of that movie, that's a good one to have." Okay. All right, what else you got? Uh, well, there's a uh, Sinbad set that's coming out, but there's also another movie in here that's uh, a couple movies actually. That I think uh, the seven, Sim, the seventh. Voyage of Sinbad, The Golden Voyage of Sinbad, Jason and the Argonauts, 1963 version, Mysterious Island of 1961, uh, is uh, and Sinbad on the Eye of the Tiger sets coming out. Really, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger? Yes. Fuck, I need that. Eye <laughs> of the Tiger, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger is one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, like it's one, of, it's one of those like really Sean? Like I'm talking about. I remember going to a. Well, door. I'm I'm the way you go, <gasps> like like like, like, like oh here God. comes the joke. No 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 because I've been seriously looking for this on DVD and Blu-ray. It's almost non-existent as mm. far as because it's uh, Ray Harryhausen did all the special effects Facts, on yep. it. So even when the Ray Harryhausen pack came out, Jason and the Argonauts is in it. Uh, the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Um, I think it was uh, one million BC, mm. and then there was like another. Big famous one that he had. I can never really think of it because I remember. But I was like, well, what's Sinbad in the Eye of the Tiger? Like, because yeah. to me, like, I saw that in a drive in with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, it's stop motion animation as far as the special effects go, but there are some really good ones. I think also, too, <laughs> it's going to sound really typical of Sean, but I kind of remember the, the girl in it, mm-hmm. who's kind of like the side girl. It's very. She's very uh, Egyptian, so she's got like the belly shirt. So as like a little boy, seeing like a, like a whole. You know, John sucking his thumb, all excited. La, la, la. I don't think I, I was, think was that. Twenty three. <laughs> I don't think I was that young, but uh, 
I remember going, I, I remember loving that movie so much. And every time it came on TV, I watched it over and over and over again. Mm. And I'm like, every once in a while, I'll go down that well of Amazon to go, gee, I wonder if it's on Blu-ray yet. And every once in a while, I'll see like, oh, it's on DVD, but it's like a bootleg copy. And it's like $50 because no one has it. Yeah. To hear that it's going to be in this pack. I, I got to see how much that pack is worth now. Because <laughs> I, I already have um, the seventh Voyage of Sinbad and Jason and the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to scrap those two if I can get a nice collection to have. Uh, unless they plan on doing them separately. But chances are probably not. not right. <laughs> That's know? why it's in this set. <laughs> That's why it's in that collection. <laughs> all right. What did you find? That? It's in there somewhere. I know that much. All These right. are all two brought to you, by, by the way, by DigitalBits.com. Find out what's coming in the movies near you. All right. Uh, <laughs> next we have is the Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider Spirit Inventions two-pack set coming out on Blu-ray. I already own the set, so there's, no, there's nothing really special with it. So I'm more like, all right, well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are re-releases that are coming out um, that uh, that I'm going to mention. Uh, Child's Play is coming out. It's a collector's edition coming out. That's already been released. Uh, we also have uh, Nighthawks, which is a collector's edition, which has also been re-released. Again, Again. awesome movie. <laughs> that is uh, Sylvester Stallone and Rutger Hauer. Mm-hmm. And Rutger Hauer plays like a killer, mm-hmm. and Sylvester Stallone plays a cop trying to hunt him down. And oh, the the Billy D. Williams is in it, too. Yes. And Lindsay uh, Wagner, who, when I was a kid, it was only... Known as the Bionic Woman, woman right? So to see her in a movie it was like, wow, that's really weird. And it has this great ending. Like, like I don't want to spoil anything, but it was an ending that you didn't see. Not that you didn't see it coming, but it was definitely like a, oh, that was kind of cool. So I, that might be one that would just go <laughs> at my uh, collection because it's a really damn fine movie. But it's bearded Stallone too. Yes, he's got the bearded. Uh, yeah, that's right. Before like kind of like after the Rockies, not like. In between Rocky One and maybe like Rocky Three, yeah, <laughs> like somewhere in there. <laughs> uh, also for release is Hamburger Hill on Blu-ray and Jack Reacher, and also The Bride of Reanimator, which is a two-disc special. Okay, edition. all right. Uh, coming out on DVD, Robin Williams live off the wall. Okay, another wow. one of his stand-up specials. Uh, Downton Abbey: The Complete Collection is coming out on Blu-ray. All right. Uh, I, I never saw any of the shows, so I'm not even like some. Some people really love that show. I mean, it's a, a show that uh, people like really want to uh, want to get a part of as a collection. Uh, Bates Motel season four is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers: The Complete <laughs> Series. It's the 2017 edition, which is I guess coming out now. Uh, and then, of course, we have Power Rangers: Dino Thunder: The Complete Series. Ooh, exciting! Yes. And that's all I have for. Uh, all right, uh, I'm having a real problem. I can't find that uh, that <laughs> that Ray Harryhausen thing on out. That's I'm gonna have to Amazon it because I, I need, you need you need that. I need that I, one I of just, my collection. I just need to know how much it's gonna be worth. Um, we're gonna go and click that. <laughs> gonna... Yeah, let's stop the show just for this uh, DVD release. <laughs> Let's be quiet on radio. That's great. Is it the Fantastic Films of Ray Harryhausen? Uh, they made a change the title, yeah. Because I see uh, uh, the Fantastic Films of Ray Harryhausen is, is uh, I don't know. Let's see. Nope. 
okay. Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, The Golden Voyage of Sinbad, Sinbad and the Eye of Tigers, Sinbad the Cellar, oh, Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, so that might be it. Maybe they renamed it. Yeah. But it is, for those people, Karen, only 40 bucks. That's it. That's it. All right. Wow, that's a, that's a, oh, put that on my Christmas list. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's anything. Well, I mean, if you're a, a Stephen King fan, mm-hmm. sounds a lot in it. Yeah, I mean, these were all released. I right. got tired of, like, I was starting pulling them, these out, and I'm like, well, these are kind of, the ones I picked out was it. And I'm like, I could keep going on, but this list could take forever. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's just kind of re-releases, and it just, you get to a point where you're like, well, let's uh, let's just move on. Yeah, Like I said, like... If, you, if you really want to know what's going on, like, seriously, go to digitalbits.com. They have a release section of everything that's coming out this week and preview, uh, uh, uh the next few months, based on the next six months. So if you want to know what's coming out on DVD, like, you know, think of Christmas list or, you know, movies that you really like, and when is it going to come out on DVD or Blu-ray, this is the site to go to. Yeah, like I was looking a little bit more into that Guillermo del Toro one because it's actually coming out, and there, he's also coming out with, like, a Criterion Collection 3-pack. Okay. Which is, it looks like Kronos, The Devil's Backbone, and Pan's Labyrinth, which is $80 for a bit. <laughs> I, I haven't seen those two. Pan's Labyrinth, get that one. <laughs> that one's good. That one's good. That one's good. Um, I'm trying to see. Looks like, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that's kind of hit all the good ones there. All right. Okay, well, then what's coming out on video games? Video games brought to you by GameStop. Power of the players. Uh, <laughs> Battlefield 1, the early Enlister Deluxe Edition by Electronics Art for the PS4 and Xbox One, and that's a Tuesday release. Yes, and if you that Tuesday release because Friday the game comes out. There you go. So yeah, pre-order it now, kids. That's right. Uh, <laughs> then we have a uh, rock band ri- rival, Wireless Charcoal Fender Guitar Jaguar Bundle, <laughs> only at GameStop by PDP for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's a Tuesday release. There's a there's actually a bunch of different ones with the different guitars that you can get. So this is just the one I picked out of all of them. Yeah, if you don't have Rock Band, like if you haven't picked up Rock Band, this is their kind of, it's, I don't want, it's like a expansion to mm-hmm. the one that they already out there. Yeah. But if you hadn't had a chance to pick it up, here's a chance to pick it up. It comes with like some, if you pre-order it, you can get some pre-order bonus songs. Mm-hmm. And they added a, like a, a ri- the rivals part is because you can actually have a band and then go online and play against another band. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? That's actually kind of cool to actually at least watch. I couldn't participate because I'm still in easy mode. I'm like, blink, 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 blink. Red, yellow, red, yellow, red, red, blue, blue, yellow. Do you have to have the whole band to be able to go online and play? I don't know. Like, can it be just guitarist against guitarist? Could or be. does it have to be like a whole complete I don't know. band? Good question. I don't know. I honestly, honestly don't know. You're a horrible GameStop employee. <laughs> <laughs> well, this core, this core game includes a soundtrack of more than 60 songs, but they do have a online store that you could buy over 1,800 Yeah, that, different that store songs. is great. So, like, I think... I know, like, there's probably some like Sweet Home Alabama. I'm sure is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the rock songs that I like, why has it got to be the country because one? Because you were saying all I want to do is be able to play along with my favorite songs. I say that with every song we listen to. I'm like, I just want to <laughs> play along with them. All right, well, go shopping. For songs. <laughs> I have rock band, which I have to kind of pull out every once in a while. I kind of forget that I have it. Yeah. But every once in a while, I know nothing wrong with just pulling out the old Fender plastic guitar and go, I think I'm going to see how my band's doing. Where it's like, 
press, 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 drum, press, press, drum, drum, press, press. <laughs> it's hilarious to watch him play, too, because he gets so immersed in it uh-huh. that he'll just make, like, these funny faces. And then at the end of it, he's like, yeah, <laughs> And I'm like, babe, it's just, it's just <laughs> you realize the only person in this room is me, right? <laughs> You get so, so into I, I, it. I, I, you'd, be like, you'd be like, where's the lighter? Like, <laughs> you should be lighting up the lighter, you know. I, I, everyone has an inner rock star. It just comes out when you play rock band. <laughs> I'm just saying. I guarantee you there's a bunch of people going, yeah, I play by myself in the house alone in my underwear. And they're going, woo! Woo! Yeah! No one plays that song the way you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got there? Uh, Duke Nukem 3D, the 20th anniversary world tour, only at GameStop by Gearbox Publishing for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's a Tuesday release as well. I, I saw that. I'm like, really? Duke Nukem for the next, the current gen? Wow. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, it is. It's weird to, weird to think about. All right, what else? Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky by Axis Games, Inc. for the PS4 and PS Vita, and that's a Tuesday release. Okay. <laughs> Batman Return to Arkham by Warner Home Video Games for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's a Tuesday release. That is the one I'm picking up for her. Uh, I great. mean, also for myself, because I really enjoyed those first two games. Yeah. But she, He's not going to touch it until I touch it. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I'd probably be like, all right, well, here's your game, and then you can play that like when I'm away at work or I'm doing something else. You know, kind of balance the scales going, I right, come home, I'm playing Mafia 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> it's gonna be a fight. I'm like, no, I'm playing Batman. <coughs> See, this is the reason why we need two. Be- I gotta get one downstairs. Then, because <laughs> oh, yeah. Dad watches TV downstairs. Well, he's not home. That's why I need a second PS4 with the virtual console with the VR unit, so that way he can watch TV and I can still play my game downstairs. Hang on, <laughs> you can run into the dog, <laughs> <laughs> trip over her. Toys. No, I don't have to do the VR games. I can actually play regular games through it too. It just uses it as a second monitor, and I can actually use a regular controller. So, like, when you want to watch your, like, Steve Wilkos and Jerry Springer, <laughs> I can go, okay, baby, put the headphones on, put the mask on, and still be able to play PS4 games while she's watching. Please record that on our <laughs> Facebook page. I got you, Ed. I need it first. <laughs> <laughs> once he gets it. I totally will. <laughs> that would be hilarious. All right, what else? Atari Flashback Classics Volume 1 by Atari for the PS4, and that's a Tuesday release. Also? Also, Atari Flashback Classics Volume 2 by Atari for the PS4, and that's also a Tuesday release. Yes, it's a 100 games. Yes. Between the two of them. I guess 50 and 50. Yes. Funny thing is, get this. They're also, I think, next week comes out, or I think it's already out, the Atari. You know how Nintendo made their little, Mm. um, Atari made one also. It has 101 games on it. Oh. That that 101st game? Yeah. Frogger. It's like a new Frogger. And I'm like, really? Like, that's that's the one you're pulling out? Like, Frogger? Uh, okay. Like, all right. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to pick them up because sometimes you can't go. I always say it, sometimes you can't go home again. It's 8-bit graphics. Well, I just remember when the Super Nintendo came out with Pitfall. They, it was a new uh-huh. way of doing it. And then... You can go into this warp ward, and it becomes the original Atari 2600. Right. And at the time, I was dating this girl whose kids were playing the games, and they got to us. They were like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, that's the original Pitfall. And Step I'm aside, like, kid. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're like, do you know how to play this. it? 
<laughs> Ed just punches a gold kid. This is my game. Literally, they asked me, do you know how to play it? I'm like, oh, yes, I do. So they gave it to me, and I played it for like an hour, and I just kept playing it. I didn't die once. Because that's how good I got. I'm playing right. supposed to be playing all the new games. You kind of go back. It's so easy to play the right. old ones. And they go, "When does this end?" I'm like, "It doesn't. It never <laughs> end. It's pitfall." <laughs> so that's when they realize they're like, "Give me back the controller. Like, Give me back the controller, old man." <laughs> what is this eight bit graphic you speak of? <laughs> ah, ah my memories. <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking. No clue. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all always picking on me. <laughs> All right, what else is coming out? The Lego Harry Potter Collection by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment for the PS4, and that's also a Tuesday release. Oh, that one I might. Because I'm a fan of Lego games, and mm. it's all the Lego Harry Potter games that they did in the past. Mm. So it's going to be years one through seven. Nice. So I'm, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to snag that one. There you go. I also have to pick up. I, did I? I didn't grab uh, my Lego Star Wars back from my nephew yet. I don't think he's done that one. I thought Daniel gave it back to you. I have to look because that's another one I got to finish up. <laughs> I mean, I finished the story, but now I'm I'm Mister 100 Percenter on that one. Yes. So I got to. You know, I, I it's a game I don't know if she could watch. Like, I know you like watching me play, but this is really one me just going around collecting stuff. Well, I watched Logan play it. Yeah. And a lot of the, he was like, well, I don't know what to do here. And I'm like, Logan, babe, I, I, don't, I didn't play this. Your Uncle Sean played it, so I don't know how to help you. I don't think that anything could torture me as much as No Man's Guy. So, <laughs> I, I just don't. <laughs> I really don't. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay, anything else coming out? Yes, uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse by Rising Star Games for the 3DS, and that's a Tuesday release. Okay. <laughs> a Disney 2-pack, Frozen Olaf's Quest, and Big Hero 6 by Game Mill Entertainment for the 3DS. That's a Tuesday that's release. That's a re-release, actually. I want to play Olaf's Because it was out for the Quest. DS. What does that come out on? 3DS. Oh, I don't have one of those. I Honestly, since we're talking about I was actually thinking about getting one. Again. I want to play Olaf's Quest. I, again. For a third time. For a third time. They have this real nice one I really fell in love with. It's this galaxy one. Uh-huh. It's got it's kind of purplish. It's got this galaxy seal on it. It's really gorgeous looking 3DS. Right. My problem with buying the 3DS, and I've said it numerous times, is the fact that I usually am solitary in my room before mm. Stacy moved in. So sitting in my room playing a 3DS when I have a computer or 47-inch screen TV with... Uh, PS4 attached to it kind of takes away from the gaming thrill for me because I'm not like, well, I could play this little game right here on these two tiny screens or high def, really good looking games that are more mature in content. But lately, I've been thinking about getting a 3DS because if she wants to, let's say, play Batman Arkham Asylum or uh, Arkham City or even Arkham Knight, something that she wants to play, I, as much as I love watching, I also kind of want to play stuff too. Right. And I figure maybe if I get one of those, uh, a 3DS, I can sit there and play as well. We could, we could be a gaming couple, or, or <laughs> since she wants to do so- like gaming couple, it's like here, Stacy, here's the little screen for you. <laughs> it's in 3D. No, I said and I get the big. TV. I was going to do it for myself. Oh, like, okay. like I, there's there's some 3DS games that I really do want to play, but I don't really have like the, the like the real need to play them. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just like, well, this shit looks kind of cool. That one looks kind of neat. I want to kind of try that one. But I never really have, again, 3DS versus PS4. You know, it's right. kind of... But, I mean, if there's games on the 3DS that I know she can play or she wants to play, or you want to play, like, I'm talking to you like you're not even here in the room. <laughs> if there's games that you want to play, it actually now becomes more of a reason. Mm-hmm. So that way, it'll have a purpose, not just collecting dust in my room like the other, the other two did it at one point in time. Yeah. You know... It'll get used. I'll use it. She'll use it. You know, we can switch off. Like, hey, I'm going to play some Mafia 3 while you play the... Olaf's Quest. Olaf's Quest. <laughs> a game I will never play, you know? And then it'd be like, okay, It well, makes me want to play it even more. <laughs> or, Turn the volume up as high as I can on the little... It won't be very loud, I'll but... Get you, I'll get you your phones for it. <laughs> no. You're going to listen to Olaf talk. I don't want to listen to anything Olaf had to say. Which is exactly why you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I figured, there's more of a of a per, like a reason to have yeah. one. And like I said, it there are some really good 3ds games that are on there. Like there's some Disney stuff that you know she would enjoy more because she's more of a Disney fan than I am. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's something I might look into. I mean, say, I mean, my wife plays it, and you know, she doesn't play it, you know, like all the time, but she does play it a lot. And there's like times she doesn't play it at all, but like eventually there's another game that comes right. out that she'll want to play, and it's like. Well, here you go. Merry Christmas or, you know, happy yeah. birthday or whatever. Happy anniversary or just here you go. You know, whatever. Right. Um, but that's the thing. Like, it's that's what's so great about it is, is that I will ne- like I there is no game for me to play in the 3DS. I see some games like we'll be kind of just that. But I have to get the 3DS on my wife's hands. It's right. What's <laughs> happened. She's so into the into that playing that thing. But she also she plays Xbox. She also plays, you know, other right. systems and stuff. So it's kind of hard, you know. But you know she, she uses she does use it here and there, so it's a worth it was worth the, the investment. I could see those some some too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, on the video game list, it's Battlefield One by Electronics Arts for the PS4 and Xbox One, and that's a Friday release. That's the one right. that you mentioned earlier. But that's the list of the games. Yeah, I mean Battlefield One looks really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we were talking about the Batman game. That's probably when I'll be picking up. And next week, I'll probably have since. Uh, Next week's show, I'll have a review on Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay, because I'm picking that up too next week. So we're, you know, I, I, I'm, in, I can't wait to get my hands on the new Rise game because it looked really good, and I heard a lot of people since it was out on Xbox One, PS4 people had to wait a year, mm. and which is beneficial for those PS4 people because of the fact that all the bonus stuff that happened that came out for the season pass holders mm. are all part of this and an extra level. Um, a couple little extra things for the game because it's Lara Croft's 20th anniversary. One of those levels is if you did have the Sony VR, mm. yeah, there's a, a bonus level where you get to walk through her home and there's like a little interaction with zombies. And I'm like, it's kind of cool. Okay. So awesome. We'll we'll have, uh, hopefully, I'll have a review on that. Nice. Week. All right. Well, that was it for releases. I mean, anything you want to add? No, 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 no that I can think of. I can't think of anything that I'm playing that I, you know. Um, well, you've been playing Mafia 3 this week, so I didn't hear what you... I mean, I played a little bit of it. It I didn't learn anything new that I didn't already know from watching him. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is great in it. Like, if, if you like late 60s, early 70s rock or soul or anything like that, mm-hmm. play the game. Turn your volume up. You're going to be able to enjoy... I, I wish that the music was going on more than just when you're in the car because mm-hmm. I kind of find myself wanting to listen to yeah. the music when I'm like running around doing something. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll just go to my Pandora and I'm like 70s rock station and then it, it's fine. Um, 
I don't really like that there's only three stations on it because, um, like some of it, I'm like, I don't want to listen to this song. Click for the next station. But there's only like three of them. Yeah. So you kind of have to settle between those three. You know. Well, it's like when when you listen to when you play a game like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Like Grand Theft Auto Five has I think like half a dozen stations and right. it covers a whole spectrum of sound like rap, rock, classic rock. 80s. It, it has a, a wide range. Mm. But when you're dealing with music from the late 60s back, it kind of does limit your palate, I guess you can kind of say, because you do get some good hard rock. Mm. Um, you know, like, if you're an Elvis fan, there's some Elvis music in there. There's some uh, Credence in there. There's like some classic. I mean, I, I still have yet to continue to hear In the God of the Vita because I'm never leaving the car. That's six, That's a 16-minute long song. I'll just be cruising through you know, new Bordeaux as I'm cruising to that. But I'm like, all right, I might actually try to, because the soundtrack's so good, I might see if there's like a digital copy somewhere. Because I know that if you bought the collector's edition, um, it came with two vinyl records of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's ah, really cool if I fucking had a record player. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not even like, it's not even um, a perk of saying, hey, here's the collector's edition. Here's the albums, but also here's an MP3 version of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have that. It's vinyl or go home. Like, you know, <laughs> so I might have to kind of see either see if there is already like a soundtrack out already that I can just download or write down all the songs and go, oh, just get that song, get that song, get that song <laughs> and call it the Mafia 3 soundtrack while it is in the door in the car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess then I guess it's time for the news. Yes, yes, it is. All right, Ed, what's coming out in the news? All right. Um, oh, yes, this one we're going to start off with. Okay. Well, the, the the thing is, is that one of the articles, one of the first articles I had was something about um, what they were going to do with Blade. And it's not it's a non-story. But then later this week, I got a surprise, which I'm going to actually use as the bonus article in when we do the Ooh. podcast version of, of the show. Okay. So I'm going to start with this one. Um, as you know, of course, of all the superheroes, especially with, with, uh, DC of all their characters, they're wondering, uh, Robin, you know, like we haven't seen Robin yet. And you know, are we going to see Robin? Right. right. Who would play Robin? And they asked Burt Ward who he should think should play Robin. They asked, please tell me Robin. He didn't say himself. <laughs> well, this is going to be an awkward conversation. <laughs> Cause that's it. That's exactly- yeah. Come on. <laughs> yes. And the way he says it is, is the fact that he goes, well, think of it this way. He goes, when you saw the first Star Trek movie after the series ended in the late 60s, and then, of course, in the uh, late 70s, the first Star Trek movie came out, the original cast was in the movie. Uh-huh. They were a little bit older. Uh-huh. but So so you forgave that that they were older, <laughs> and they didn't get new characters to play those <laughs> But he's not just a little bit older, right? I'm I'm gonna say first of all, it was still well. The article them. the article does state that the fact that you know the Star Trek characters were only ten years a ten year difference between this the series and the first movie coming out, where it's fifty years now since the uh, Batman series came out, and uh, you can't have Ben Affleck, who's forty, yeah, forty three maybe, play opposite of a sixty year old Robin. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe a cameo. Sure. Give him a cameo. Throw him a bone. Get him and Adam West at like a diner or at a Starbucks as Batman comes walking through and you hear him going, holy Cape Crusaders, Adam. Like you just kind of one of those things. Yeah. So does, does 
because there's a difference between him like being like I would do it or him being like I would be interested in that and then him realistically realizing that he can't. Like, was it a goof? It was a goof. Pretty okay. much. I mean, okay. that, that really so doesn't state that, that in this the movie. But you, you got to you if you know who Burt Ward and Adam West was, if you met them outside of seeing them on television right. week after week, and you know watching them when we were kids as as reruns and going, wow, this is Batman for our time because you know right. before the movies actually <laughs> came out. And oh, you, so old. I just had to to throw that in there because y'all are always making fun of me being young. (laughs) I just had to throw that in there. Oh, thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. Here's the funny thing is, though. Can we make this a two-person show (laughs) next week? When, when, in the color scheme of all the Batman movies that have been recently out, having an old Burt Ward come in in the bright green, bright yellow outfit... Would just throw everybody off. Yes, because he would just—he would be like the only color in that entire movie of muted grays, blacks, and browns. He'd be like, "Holy color palette, Batman! <laughs> How about a little splash of color here, or a splash of color? You know what this needs? Green tights." You <laughs> <laughs> only wore the green boot, flesh, uh, flesh flesh colored tights, and it was a uh, booty shorts. Holy pixie boots, Batman! <laughs> I don't want to see that standing next to Ben Affleck's Batman. <laughs> I just don't. It was fine to be next to Adam West because of like what it was at the time. But can you imagine like Ben Affleck in his bat armor suit with that Robin? Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Just don't go together. <laughs> I mean, I you know that's the thing. We we we've gone into a society where black is the so in thing of of. Of color. Hey, and look, I wore wait, black wait, wait. before it was cool. I know, I know that. <laughs> but the, the idea of the fact is that, like, every character we see now is so muted. I mean, even when they did the Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, those bat, those yeah. Robin costumes were so right. muted down yeah. from the colors that they were. You go, well, it, it's believable because it matches. Everything right. matches. And that's what you're going to kind of expect when you see the new Robin. Right. You're not going to see that bright you know shiny 60s kind of no i mean flare. don't get me wrong i love color like i am not the i'm the exact opposite of sean yeah. he's blacked out and i'm like sparkles and rainbows and color and neon and <laughs> all that i would love to see a colorful batman movie but for like today's time but you can't put the dark and the color together like see, take that's one the thing the like other. like i based on watching or reading especially reading it was the of course the dark knight returns right when batman's really mm-hmm. old and i don't know if you saw the animated movie yet when when it came out oh, i don't know uh, you might okay oh yeah if, if it has, i know she's a batman fan but if it has batman things, on it she has to see you know it. i don't know if you've seen everything that's you know come no out. i actually totally had like this is where if it's batman i want the deluxe edition stuff so i actually totally had like the deluxe edition one and all of that so i do know what you're talking about but the the whole idea was the whole the whole scheme was so like gray and black and dark mm-hmm. and then you had this bright colored girl right. being robin and right. i thought that was a nice change like a nice color palette right. so it, like kind of was, was pleasing to the eye for me to watch and enjoy to see that kind of 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 color going against this right. dark drab dark colors I think it's an artistic choice because you have the 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 dark grays and blues as far as the old guard of like I'm tired, I'm worn out, and mm. then all of a sudden here's the youthful exuberance of 
the Robin of just jumping in and being all like, I'm in, let's go. It kind of gives that splash of color to kind of revitalize yes. visually Batman. In so I, I think in today's society, I think with if they did a Robin in the Batman movie, that, yeah, I think it would be a great change of pace to have that color in there to give you from those muted colors and those dark nights you have this red and green. You know, I'm just laughing because I'm just picturing this like some guy in the suit. Why's it got to be a guy? No, and I mean, I it could I be a girl. You know, you. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I think it's funnier if it's a guy. <laughs> That's all. No, and I totally agree with you. And I do agree that in The Dark Knight Returns, it was really nice to have that that splash of color, but mm. it was animated. Right. So because it was an artistic choice, did they make that choice because it was a cartoon and you can kind of get away with more in a cartoon? Because while I really enjoyed that, I don't know if like a lot, I don't think I can picture Robin live action that colorful. Well, I mean, I'm going now like, okay, the latest movie of X-Men came out was Apocalypse. It wasn't that great of a movie. I'm not going to promote whether it was a good movie or a bad movie. I mean, it wasn't the, one of the top x-men movies to come out right and i mean it was a simple plot i'm not what's the that's the, the point neither of it. here nor there neither here nor there it's the idea of what they were wearing the colors that they were mm-hmm. wearing and right. it wasn't that they were wearing the black leather suits for the first few movies right with the with the pinstripe uh one color 80s right you know and then then they they really bring it back to the 80s but the thing is is that i think that in today's world that could work like right. that could you know, sure okay. you could really do that so in that sense like if you push the boundary further even with batman I think it would work. I mean, like, even in live action, I really do think it would work. And, I mean, you, it depends on what the character does. I mean, That's you true. know, when you have Burt Ward going, gee, Willikers, you know, <laughs> you know, or holy whatever, you know. That's, yeah, that's where it gets kind of like, yeah, that's kind of goofy. Holy blood splatter, Batman. You didn't have to punch him so hard. <laughs> exactly. Like, like you're not going to get that in the movie <laughs> today. Holy blood splatter. that's the idea yes (laughs) so i mean you know i mean if the characters are a more cooler character not cooler but more um you know in today's society of being that kind of like teenage danks the way they are but they're colorful maybe they don't like the costume at all like you know that would be something that you could play off of in the whole the whole genre i don't know i mean it's it's really tough to say but i think that would really work i mean well we do have i mean the test is going to be um obviously Justice League comes out next year, mm-hmm. and supposedly a lot there's it might be a little more colorful. Also, Wonder Woman comes out next year too. Yeah, so you might see a splash of colors. I I don't know because I don't think you're gonna get the color that you know you had had in the seventies really? and sixties. No, I don't think you're gonna. Probably, have you probably it. won't have that, but at least introduce. It's gonna have some color scheming right. to it, but it's still going to be muted down. I mean, it's gonna be darker colors. Right. It's going to be kind of like that washed over. Like, and they're gonna use a lens. It's gonna make it look everything right. darker. Excuse me to to give you that that perspective of how cool does this look? You know, right. like you know, it's a cool design, but we then just dimmed it down a bit, so right. you're not going. Oh my god, my eyes! Are oh so my god, bright. Those, those green shorts! Oh, and that he yellow, bent over! Oh my god, oh, and that yellow cape! Oh He's got plumber's god. crack! Oh, oh, oh holy g-string, Batman! <laughs> does he really have to wear those pixie boots? Come on! Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, what else you got there in the news, Ed? Um, Willow, did you you seen the movie, right? I saw the Willow. I saw the movie Willow. Did you see the movie Willow? I have not. Okay, I, I can't say. It. I'm not surprised at that. The movie's how old? Thirty, forty years old? No, no, I don't mean it that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I saw it. Twi- I saw it twice. 
Bam! When it first came out. It's not my Call fault us I was old, born yeah. when I, the way that I was. Okay? <laughs> I mean, she might have seen it because it's kind of like along the lines of like Disney. What is it? It was a Disney movie. But I mean, you know, along those lines of. I wouldn't say, well, it was a Disney movie. It was a, it was a Lucasfilm movie. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, they're just saying, like, yeah. Kind of, well, not exactly Disney, but it was a very fairy tale, right? Kind of that kind gotcha, of movie, gotcha. you know. But she might have seen it, you know. She might have, you know. I have not. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to help you out. Not okay, help so, you out anymore now. So, so why <laughs> anyway. is why is Willow coming back into the forefront in the news? Uh, that Disney's going to uh, create a sequel for Willow. Really? Ron Howe is going to direct again. Yes, to sit in the director's chair. Uh, apparently, in the latest Reddit. Q and answer session. He told he was interested in doing the sequel, and uh, Disney is currently uh, focusing on the whole making of it, and they're working on it because it's kind of like they 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 bought it with the whole Star right, Wars franchise. It yeah, was thrown in there. You it's know? like, hey, I want to buy Star Wars. Okay, well, if you want Star Wars, you got to take Howard the Duck and Willow, and they're like, oh, is it really worth four billion dollars? <laughs> oh, that okay. That Willow movie was kind of good, but uh, that Howard. Uh, Really? They actually had she had sex with a duck. I, uh, four. Okay, we're gonna offer you five, but we'll take it for four since we've got to take that movie too. <laughs> okay, fine, just get it out of here. So I mean, so they're gonna. So Ron Howard's like, I'd be more than willing to interested in making yes. Willow two. Yes, and they're also talking to the actors who were involved in it. Uh, uh, Val Kilmer, Val Kil- he, not like he's doing anything at the moment. <laughs> um, what the guys who's um, who's the guy who plays. Uh, uh, what the hell's uh, uh, Warwick uh, Warwick Davis? Warwick Davis. Yes. I'm sure he'd be happy, thrilled as pickled as punch. Pickled as punch. <laughs> to be like, and then I'm trying to think of who the female lead was in this. I'm gonna actually look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, I don't. I gotta be honest. I... It was Joanne Wally as Sorsha. Is she even still acting? I don't know. We have to uh, look her up on IMDb and see I'm what she's going, been doing. I'm gonna do that right now. All right, Willow. Willow was made in 1988, by the way. Yes. So I was 18 years old, just graduating from high school, sort of. <laughs> so Joanne Wally, let's see. She has been in um, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Um, she's in a TV show, miniseries called The White Princess. It's in pre-production. She was in Beowulf, Return to Shields Land, which is a TV miniseries. AD, The Bible Continues. Yeah, she was in a lot of TV movies. Uh, yeah. Ed, because she's in the Borgias, Jamaica Inn, Wolfheart, Gossip Girl she was in. Um, yeah, so I guess. It she's still be, acting. Let's put it that way. still acting. Not well, but she's still acting. Yeah, I mean, all right. <laughs> uh, okay, can't. Hey, look, a job's a job. Yes. All right. Um, good for them. I'm kind of interested. I, I, you know, I, a lot of people, a lot of people criticized Willow when it came out. It was like a kind of like a kids movie, and I enjoyed it when I saw it. I thought it was a pretty fun movie to watch, and it was all right. You know, I mean, I wasn't like I really like to see. I really like to see. Uh, um, fuck, Kilmer, uh, <laughs> Warwick Davis. No, no. The what was the guy? Uh, the, the lead, the, the Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, that's one. <laughs> you know, because he's gotten big. He's gotten a little chunky. Yes. I like to see him try to do some of those scenes that he did in the first movie. Uh, okay. Like, I want to say it like this. With the right amount of motivation, and by motivation, I mean zeros in that paycheck, you uh, may be more inclined to work out. I mean, look look at Mark Hamill. Yeah. Mark Hamill did get, he was, I would say, comfortably well off in his 
form. I mean, I did see him before. Speaking of Mark Hamill, I did see him in an interview. He was doing a movie called Sushi. And right. it was directed DVD, and he was on G4, and he was... Yeah, I mean, he, he. I would say that's Star Wars money. Star yeah. Wars toys money, Joker money. He's like, uh, clean living. I can, I, can, I can eat whatever I want to eat. I can. Everybody now knows me. Yeah, sure, I'm not the 18-year-old Luke Skywalker anymore. Yeah. But people now know me. I've been Joker for 20-some-odd years now. I don't have to look thin to play the Joker. Right. Uh, okay, but then the moment he got signed on to be known... He, wait, I'm in episode 7? He's. They gave him a nutritionist mm-hmm. to slit him down because you know he's going to have some shit to do with it in the movie. So, uh, all right, you know what? They can probably do the same thing with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's going, yeah, I'm living high off the hog of that Batman and Robin money. You know. <laughs> Speaking of Val Kilmer, since I've had Ruku, the one movie that I've seen over and over again was Top Secret. Do you ah, remember this movie? I love that movie. And it, what's his sad first was, movie. It, was this first? Yeah, it was movie? his very first movie. Okay, then I and then I reverse because then shortly after that he was in Top Gun. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it, just to see him from that movie from from Top Secret to Top, Top Gun, Gun, you're like, wow, <laughs> what a difference! Like Top, Top Secret is is for those people who don't know, um, it's a spoof on all spy uh, spy genre movies. Yes, and it was back when Airplane was a big deal. It was the Zucker Brothers, I think it was. Uh-huh. They were very known, like, um, the mantle has been kind of handed off to, like, the scary movies and uh, Meet the Spartans, like, those kind of spoof movies. But it originally goes back to Airplane and Airplane 2 and Top Secret, where it was sight gag, punchlines, like uh, Omar Sharif and Top Gun, Top Gun, and Top Secret. Mm. He gets, they, they try to kill him and they put him in a um, car and they smush the car down into a, a a big br- br- I guess a brick. brick. Yeah. And he gets dropped off to the lead girl's house who's wearing like a low cut top and she's leaning over to talk to him. And there's the sight gag of the antenna going up because he's looking right down her top. So yeah. it's like the, you know, <laughs> yes. or she's trying to find a way and then the wipers go on and it's smashing the crowd. Like those kind of sight gags. And, and Val Kilmer, ironically, was supposed to be kind of like this teen idol well, the, the thing Elvis Presley kind of guy. Well, I say, I'm glad you mentioned Elvis Presley because that was the thing. I'm 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 watching this and I'm like, they did this in an Elvis movie, and I'm like, they did like I I don't see a lot of Elvis movies. My dad did. He was so I watched with him a lot of times. But like like all of a sudden, like I see a scene, and I'm like that was in a direct rip off of an Elvis movie. Uh-huh. So I researched it. Yeah, this the guy the writers of it were big fan, Elvis fans, and that's why they put him in that those kind of scenes because they wanted to give a a. a, a pay homage to right. Elvis Presley, you know, because it was just 10 years after he passed away. Right. And what I find even ultimately even funnier is that while he, while Val is playing a Elvis type character in true romance, he actually played Elvis. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, see how the circle is complete. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing too. It's total sidebar to go back to the last episode where we talked about the accountant. Yeah. Okay. So you had Batman. Uh, uh, John Berthenau, I think his name is the guy who plays the Punishers in it. Yeah, I'm like, and there's an interaction between the two of them. I'm like, look at Batman and Punisher. J.K. Simmons, who's Commissioner Gordon's in it. It was like, oh, and then there's the uh, in when uh, you look around his um, his I would say his place, mm. um, Ben's place. Yeah. He's got a, a Luke Skywalker um, pommel for a lightsaber that looks like it was assigned by George Lucas. <laughs> 
He also has an Action Comics number one as part of his like, collection. And apparently when he gets into like a mode where he, where he has to kind of focus, he says the Solomon Grundy rhyme. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at him. I was like, that Action Comics and that Solomon Grundy stuff got to be something Ben's like, you know what I want to do? Yeah. I want this. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it was, I thought it was very cute. It was like, look at him. <laughs> I'm sorry. What else you got there in the news? Uh, well, you know, I was talking about this earlier about the whole Flash problem, the ratings problem they're having. Are they this, having a ratings problem? Yes, they are having a ratings problem. I did not know. I, I haven't. I've missed most of season two. Okay. I have yet to see anything of season three because I haven't seen. And I know season two is on Netflix. I might have to binge watch season one with her, only because I don't know if she's actually any interest in watching Flash. So I, I don't know. It looks like look on my face. She's like no. No, I mean, we can watch it if you want to. We have a lot of stuff on our list. Yes, because we still got to catch up on Once Upon a Time. At some point, you're going to yeah. have to let me watch stuff by myself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be like, I know that he wants to watch this together, so I'll go find something else to watch. <laughs> but then it comes And then you're like, it. I'm watching this. Baby, can you wait? Because yeah, I want to see that. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Don't text him. Just, just watch it. Just have to get like a separate TV or something. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have to get two TVs in that room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gaming TV and a TV TV. <laughs> I don't think another TV is going to fit. No, it's not. You have to get rid of some of your DVD shows. No! Okay, then another TV is not going to fit. Never! <laughs> All right, what else you got there in the news? Well, I'm sorry. We don't see who... What about The Flash? Let's, let's just skip right over. <laughs> uh, well, apparently, season three did not do very well, uh, the, the premiere episode. Of course, it was the cliffhanger based off of last uh, season. And right. I'm going to spoil it for you, unfortunately, a little bit. And thing, but I think most of our viewers have seen this. Uh, yeah, you can spoil it. I mean, I know how the last episode, the, I know how the season finale ended. Was him going back in time, mm. uh, stopping Professor Zoom from killing his mom. Yes. And then basically fucking up the entire timeline, which is why the first episode was called Flashpoint. Yes. And the second episode was called Paradox. Yes. Okay, so I know here's the problem. I thought, and because I'm listening to Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. he's kind of kind of spoiled some of it already for me. Okay, with as far as I thought, if they were smart, they would have lasted the Flashpoint paradox kind of go through the entire season. Right, but they kind of wrap it up kind of nice in the first two. Sort of. I said kind of. I mean, they, obviously, they, they're, they're they wrap still, it up. They're still going to be a major right. There's repercussions. Repercussions to the whole season, and, right? You know, and I'm not going to get into. The whole episode, I'm you know, I'm just going to give that was the give, whole, me, give me the highlights. The whole gist of it is the fact is is that uh, basically the, the the first episode they got a 1.2 rating, which is over three uh, 3.1 million viewers overall, okay. which is not good for the Flash. Um, the second see the second episode because there's only been two episodes for right. Flash is the fact is is that went down to 2.75 million viewers, so it's, okay. it's dropping and starting to drop even more, and they feel that like with social media and what they're producing there. They're telling people are basically they're not caring. They're like they they just they're kind of falling off and more and more as the season's going to progress. They feel that that's the way it's going to go. They're also feeling that also because one of Flash Paradox did was the fact is not only affected the Flash show, but also affected Arrow as well. I, I was hoping that it would. But again, not in a like I would have loved to have seen like, fuck, you know, what well, you have what happens in at the end of Flash. Fuck up not only the Flash but Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and find a way to be able to put Supergirl in. Because I heard that while Supergirl's on CW and they're doing a giant crossover, 
she's not technically part of that universe. Because really. she's in another world. Right. Yeah. So I feel like you could have used the Flashpoint paradox to kind of be able to incorporate her into that that current universe mm-hmm. to be able to kind of make it seem a little better that they all mesh together when they do a giant crossover or mm-hmm. how they want to do it. So I was a little disappointed that it didn't have a bigger... It, that I, I was a little disappointed when I found out it wasn't going to have as big as an impact as I was hoping. Yes. You know, so, um, sorry. Well, it's just saying that, the, so, so basically now they're, they're, they're kind of c- concerned, you know, because they, like I said, they got a 1.2 and the next one was a 1.1 and it's, they, they feel that the next episode is going to drop. Uh, Legend Tomorrow debuted on the, that third, this past Thursday. Right. And that felt the slump as well because some of the characters they didn't like. Now they removed one of the characters in the first episode. Okay. And they feel that that should fix it. But we that time will tell. Like I said, there's only been one episode. They don't have the numbers yet for that episode because it just premiered this past Thursday. Right. So they don't have the numbers yet here for this article because this article came out Thursday. So they didn't have the the time to research the uh, uh, ratings and all. But they're they're feeling that that as the CW is going on with all these superhero shows because they felt that there was no like no end in sight and they were you right. know going to continue on and every night's going to have an episode you know a, right. a superhero that you could just. Turn on the CW. CW's got to hit basically Monday, I think, is Supergirl. Yes. Tuesday's Arrow. Flash. Flash? Oh, wait. I thought Tuesday was uh, Arrow. And Wednesday was Flash. Thursday was uh, Legend, Legends of Tomorrow. And Supernatural, yes. And Supernatural. Yes. So, I mean, but... I'm, I'm not sure that the... the I mean, Fleet of Flash and Arrows, but... but I think you're right, though. I'm, 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 cons- I'm wondering, and I don't know if the article actually says anything, but... I wonder if they're counting in DVRs and streamers. Yes, no, they they okay. that that the, as well they don't mention it here, but as far as when they calculate the rating systems because we had actually did talk about this in the past many years ago where we were talking about ratings for another show that they do calculate DVRing okay. and uh, uh repeat broadcasts of shows. So if you know if, if you missed it, so they kind of calculate all that stuff in there as as time goes on because they do encore presentations on the right. CW and they're also working on the of course the CW app now it just came out for for right. uh, for any uh, other uh, device use. So you, they calculate that as well in, in there as as a part of the rating system. And they did just sign a deal with Netflix that 8 days after a season finale that season's now going to go on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So plus also don't don't forget Blu-ray and DVD sales. Yes. So I wonder if you're seeing a shift in in the way people view their content because I've said in the past I've become more of a binge watcher. Like I haven't seen any of the Flash of season most of this season two of Flash because mm. in my head I'm like I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray and I'll be able to catch up on there. Now I can't really go out and spend the money for the Blu-ray set at the moment. Yeah. I'll I can now wait till it gets to be super cheap, which usually does. Like this time next year, yeah. But I can stream it right now on Netflix. Yes. So I wonder if, like, now because specifically for those kinds of shows, because we now live in an age where you can binge watch stuff very easily now. I wonder if TV has to kind of now learn to readapt like, themselves. Readapt themselves because again, we are talking, we are talking the network television, show, right? Which to me have always held themselves in a higher. They felt like they belonged in a different atmosphere than the regular cable shows like American Horror Story or Game of Thrones or even Breaking Bad. Like, well, no, that's cable. We are the network television shows. So I think they're starting to see a pushback of going, well, 
Breaking Bad wins all these awards. We call it Game of Thrones. Fucking kicked ass. But again, that's a pay channel. So I kind of wonder if they're going to have to start learning to maybe, like, you know, like Flash. And it's like, okay, here's a month's worth of shows. But then all of a sudden, hey, look, it's Christmas time. We got to take a month off. So we'll be back in January. And people are going, I- I'll forget to watch that. And <laughs> and then, hey. No, you're right. Like- I mean, I-, I agree with you. But I also found out, like, I've, I've had, like, an eye-opening experience, especially going through this whole root right? process. The fact is, is you that. see the light, folks. I've, I've, seen, I've seen people interacting because when i conversate with people that i'm doing this roku thing they of course bring their experiences to me to tell me stories and the fact is is like some like demographics like the older demographics especially don't have cable really right you know some of them are still using antenna television as their means they have an antenna on their roof and they watch the major channels so that's why it's a higher regard the like the deep cable channels or the non uh uh you know top network show channels they have a different demographic that they're dealing with. So like like Walking Dead, like a lot of people watch Walking yeah. Dead and it's a huge hit. The thing is is that their numbers are not as like they could have say I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out numbers. I don't know the numbers, I'm just I'm just saying right. this example. They could have ten million viewers for, okay. for Walking Dead and that's a success for them. If it was on NBC and they did it, they would expect twenty five million. Right. You know, and they're not going to get that 25 because 10 is the best they can do. Right. So it ends up on AMC. So AMC does really well because 10 million viewers are watching AMC, a, a movie channel, basically, that right. started doing during uh, television shows. And that's a major success for them. They change the format. They don't do the 23, 24. Uh, no, they do like uh, they do two blocks that I know from October to about maybe mid-December, mm-hmm. they'll do a, like, what's called like half a season. Yeah. And then they come back in the middle of February to go to like the end of May or May, you know, end of May. If they do, it's a full season, but they do like here, here's a 12-episode arc. Yeah. And then they leave it with like a little bumper to kind of get you prepared for the next half of the season. season. Right. I mean, I, I like when we were watching the American Horror Story, there was a lot of graphic stuff that I know would never get away with on right. the, the network channels. Because they can push the envelope, because it is subscription based. You might want to say. I mean, mm. it's cable, yeah. But and it is um, FX. But I do know that they are they're willing to push the envelope a little bit more to get more viewers. Right. You I know, mean, we talked about with Supergirl. That was that's yeah. probably the biggest example we recently talked about Supergirl, where Supergirl didn't do well on CBS and CW took it. They you know they they're both I think owned by the same yeah, major so it, thing, so they pushed the CW. So. CW is going to do better with it because their numbers that they would get like CBS got is like, well, it's not good for CBS, but it's good for CW. Right. That's where it's going to go because that's the numbers they are going to get. They're going to get CW numbers, which is successful for CW, but for CBS's standards, no, it's not like that. And that's why they do it. So we're going to see, that's why a lot of shows like we've, we've talked about this where they go, well, maybe Netflix will pick it up or, you right. know, or, or Hulu or, or, you know, one of the, one of the uh, paid services will pick it up because they don't expect people to tune in and you know and watch these shows like <laughs> religion like they'll binge it you know right. like, like you've been doing and that's the whole idea is, is that they have a different criteria of doing it that's why like you'll never see netflix numbers in in the uh, ratings game because right. they can't they can't they pre- can't because they can just go well we have subscribers and this is what our subscriber base is and out of those subscribers we can say you know, because when they do put a season out, it's all one time. So you can binge watch like Luke Cage or Daredevil. Right. They can sit there and go, 
Well, we've had out of our, let's say, 10 million subscribers, which I know is probably more than that. Yeah. We'll say uh, 2 million of them actually binge watch Daredevil. Yes. At the, the, the first time it came out. And that doesn't relate well because there was a big pissing match between the owner of Netflix and the owner of, I think it was CBS or NBC, one of those. Mm. They were like, well, Netflix sucks because they can't, they don't have, they have shitty ratings. And Netflix is going, we don't care about ratings because we have a shit ton of subscribers. Yeah. That's why the money that we make all off of the sus- subscription fees is why we can do Luke Cage, why we can do Orange is the New Black, why we can do House of Cards. We can do programming that you guys will never touch because of your rating system, quote yeah. unquote. So, I mean, it, it's this big, like, give and take. So, I, I do think that we're seeing, we're living in, in adventurous times, Ed, yes. where you're seeing how people watch shows matter just as much as who's watching and when they're watching. Exactly. You know, oh, look at us getting real intelligent. <laughs> oh, let's make fart and dick jokes. <laughs> and it didn't last. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got I to maintain a certain level of composure here. All right, what else you got there in the news? All right, let's see here. Oh. Uh, let's see. I'm, I want to. I want to get one good one in here. And I, right, there's a few of them, and I'm gonna. I'm going. Right, well, let's, let's get, give me your strongest one. To close I think out this. The show I think this is a strong one here. Okay. Recently, I'm sure you've both heard of where of creepy clowns are popping up yeah. all over the world or all over the America. Yes, anyway. it seems to be the new in thing. It's <laughs> like if the, as if the world wasn't crazy enough. Guess what? Clowns. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, in in they're starting to pop up in England as well. Not only the United States or North America. All right, they're also popping in in, in the North America, and uh, their specific area is called Cumbria. Um, I don't know where it is in England. I can't All tell right. you, but the, it's a it's a town in England, right? And a uh, group of superheroes actually decided to. They have a cape crusader. They have a guy dressed up as Batman chasing down these clowns to fight crime. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm just like, oh my god, this is the world we live in. Folks. Because <laughs> they wanted to, they wanted he he actually put a message out on Facebook to saying to kids that he's here to help fight crime. You know, fight the the clowns. only in Cambridge though. Yes, like so, if you're, if you're if you're in London, you're fucked. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> if you're in Philadelphia, New Jersey, you're screwed. I mean, well, if you're in Philadelphia, New Jersey, the clowns have to worry about it, especially in Philadelphia. Yes, I mean Texas. Let's face it, different get shot. You know, <laughs> like look, I got balloons. I was actually a friendly clown. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's well, can you imagine? Like that's your job. You you went to clown school. You you do. Kids, <laughs> you I'm to, serious. I'm I like, know. you're doing kids parties, and a lot of times you you have to go dressed up. It's not like you go. I'm walking in a regular t-shirt and jeans, and I'm right. like, can I go to a bathroom to put my makeup on? It takes me like an hour and a half to 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 get all my makeup on properly and and do this and go. Hi oh, kids, uh-huh. let's, 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 let's. it's your old pal Uncle Sean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, I'm gonna make balloon animals. Ah, this is your lower intestine, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I made a pu- a puppy. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, huck, huck. <laughs> Come with the big floppy feet. <laughs> Hi, kids. It's me, your old pal, Uncle Sean. But, I mean, you know, imagine you, because, you, I mean, they don't get paid well. I always, you always see them. They're in a, in a, in a bad car, like, you know, in, in, in a POS. As we Visions call. of the movie Vulgar is coming yeah, to exactly. the Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you, you, you kind of get that idea. And, I mean, like, I've seen clowns drive around. Like, They're so not it's the like, happy sorts. No, <laughs> <laughs> the smiles aren't there. They're painted on. The, the, the actual smile's not there. But you you see them in these these cars that they're just getting by on because they're making money per party and they have to 
you know, book yeah. a lot of parties just to like make rent and f eat them, you know, f uh, get food and all that kind of stuff. So you tend to you think imagine like breaking down and then they have to get to this party because they're not going to get paid, you know, right? You know, and then they're walking and then all of a sudden, what happens to that clown that's walking? Like, by? So, and he gets jumped because you're an evil clown. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to pay the bills. Like, I, 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 I don't like. Well, well, I think she wants to jump in because she saw some. She stumbled across something the other week. I have actually been following this clown thing for a few weeks now. Okay, I'm fascinated by it. Oh, right? I'm so awesome. I've been watching I, YouTube video after yes, YouTube video. I think I do not agree with it because of what you're saying. I do think that. I mean, you can go to college to become a clown. Yeah. I mean, like, there's clown universities yeah. to teach you how to do this stuff. Right. And if you're not working for some kind of traveling circus or mm -hmm. or something where it's like a steady all the time, not, air quote nine to five for a clown, you're not you're not making any good money. Right. So I do think that these it, it's got to be children, which makes me so sad to say, but it's got to be like young. Older teenagers, maybe like young twenties, right? These, yeah, these these people that think that it's funny to dress up as these creepy clowns and go scare people. It's definitely affecting people who this is actually their job. Yeah, you know. Um, and I watched a a live video of um some people that are creepy clowns for a living, you know, they kind of do like freak show clown stuff. Mm. So they don't have to be like the smiley. They're not doing children's birthday parties, right. you know, and both of the, the two guys, only one of them I recognize the other one I didn't recognize. I don't remember their names, but both of the two guys, because they are creepy clowns for their profession, they're saying like they work at haunted houses and all that kind of stuff. It's really hurting them because they, I think that if you see like a nice clown, I don't think that you'll be as put off as if you see one of the creepy clowns. You know what I mean? Right. Because the clowns that are running around scaring people are not nice looking clowns. They're definitely creepy and they're standing there to creep you out. Some of them are chasing people. So like these two dudes were saying that they really hope that this stops because it's hurting their job maybe more so than the regular clowns right because people automatically think that they're one of the jokesters running around acting like this well the thing is is that like i've i've dealt with a lot of of actors mm -hmm. and, and 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 or you know so-called actors and, and people in professions and not just one person that sean would think of but there's i thought there was a lot of people uh, oh, no. you can keep doing what you're doing <laughs> this is me and ed's conversation uh, so like <laughs> Think of it this way: you're you're a happy clown. You're right. going to go to a kid's birthday party. Right. You, you have a POS car, right? And you're driving, and it breaks down. Uh huh. What's the first thing you're you're like, and you're you slump your shoulders. It's it's right. a way of the stance. Right. So now you're kind of like, now I got to walk two miles in my clown outfit mm -hmm. with all my stuff, and I'm walking, and I'm just kind of like, just like just you know doing this, and mm -hmm. you you just kind of feel downtrodden because. Your day was going crappy as it was, right. and you're trying to make the best of it. Now your car broke down, and you're, you're walking slumped over because you just feel dejected. Mm -hmm. You're like, I just got to be prepared. Like, I just got to be happy when I get there. I don't have to be happy from right. there to there. So when you – your body language changes. Absolutely. So when you do that, believe it or not, like their clowns – a happy clown could look demented. Well, and some people are terrified of clowns no matter what they look like. Right. I mean, I, I personally don't have a clown fear. And I don't understand the clown fear because I've man I've seen some I've seen some of those scary clowns in these mm -hmm. videos. They look like happy clowns, right? They they really like right. like some of them look really. I'm like, 
that could be at a kid's party. Like that's right. that's a good client. I mean, there is some demonic ones. You're like, whoa, like right. yeah, I'd be kind of like standoffish and going, yeah, if you're gonna chase me, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. Right. Well, that's but, the thing that drives. The thing that frustrates me the most is people are scared of these clowns. At the end of the day, this is a person in a clown suit, right? And it may just be like the Texas in me that makes me think this way. If a clown comes at me and I have a way to defend myself, I'm not running from them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the day that it's time for me and that clown to go head to head. And I may get my ass kicked, but I'm definitely not going down without a fight. Right. A lot of these people, aside from the children, because some of these clowns are, are tormenting children, which I just think is horrible all the way around. Yeah. It's going to cause, like, lifelong problems oh, for yeah. these kids. You know, like I, I, like I said, it may be the Texas in me because in Texas is an open carry state. So you can have a gun holstered on you at any given time as long as it's registered mm-hmm. to you, you know. I'm going to put a bullet in you. Like, if I feel threatened for my life, I'm not running from you. Right. You know, like, I, I don't think that it's a very good idea. And it has gone – I think that it's definitely started on the East Coast and gone through the South a little bit. And now it's, like, wake, making its way West. But when I first seen that they were going to Texas, instantly I was like, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea, clowns. Because of the fact that it's an open carry, and then in, uh, I don't know a lot of whole a whole lot of Philly people, but apparently this is a very aggressive city. <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that it's a big mistake that these clowns are just running around tormenting people, basically. Well, I mean it's just, that's the thing too, but I mean a lot of it's like rural areas. That's right. what that's the one thing. Uh, one video I saw in particular was actually in uh, Montreal in Quebec. Mm-hmm. And it was a rural town. There was these young kids in mm-hmm. a truck, and they were driving. And it was, like, late at night. And there was a, there was a clown, like, like with a broom. And he was, mm-hmm. like, pulling the broom. And he was just kind of – and they would, like, they could have just drove right by him. That was it. Like, you, they were in the car. They, they, and they decide to kind of screw with this clown because of all the – what's going on right. in the last couple months. So they, you know, they try to screw with them. Well, they end up running the clown over, mm-hmm. okay? The idiots decide that they want to go back and take another look. Mm-hmm. Well, this clown got run over. They thought they broke his leg. Mm-hmm. Didn't. Started running after them. They started taking off. This clown jumped in the back because it, it was a pickup truck mm-hmm. and started banging the back of the pickup truck. You see cameras as they're screaming and, and you know, right. s- s- saying things in French because they're French Canadians. And you see the camera and you just see the, the midsection because it's in the back window and the pounding on the, and the thing. And then that's when it stops. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why'd you go back? Like, why, right. you know, like, why, right. why be stupid about it? But I mean, there's people like in parks that like actually going up and they come out of the bushes. Yeah. And then it's just like, and it's, they don't do anything until you communicate with them. And as soon as you communicate them, that's when they start going after you. And I'm thinking, and then they start running and I'm like, there's six of you. Yeah. There's five of you. There's four of you. Yes. You outnumber him. Yes. Like how strong could this guy be? He put on makeup. <laughs> I well, mean, I definitely have seen some where the clowns are kind of just standing there. They're not doing anything. They're yeah, not saying say anything. That. They're just standing there t- for the creep factor. Yeah. You know, like if you're driving down the street and it's late at night and there's a stop sign, if you live where we live, you're running straight through it. But <laughs> for, the, for the most part, you stop at that stop sign and there happens to be a clown there that looks creepy. That's creepy. Like yeah. whether you're scared of clowns or not, that's weird, right? But if you if the clown isn't doing anything – there's no real law being broken. You know, like mm-hmm. they're just standing there to creep you out and ruffle your feathers. And I am all for ruffling some feathers. 
But some of these clowns are taking it way further and they are chasing people and they are coming at, at children. I mean, I've seen a video where these two kids were it's six o'clock in the morning and they're again, live in a very, say the word for me because you're not bad at it. Rural? Yes. I cannot rural, right? Like I'm <laughs> the worst at saying the word, but these kids are like walking to the bus stop and there's some person dressed as a clown and they kind of freeze. And then he chases the children like all mm -hmm. the way back home. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like it's tormenting these kids. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to dress up just to creep people out, that's one thing, but to chase someone and make them fear for their safety, that's playing with fire. Yeah. You're going to seriously, seriously get hurt by someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know that it was years ago that it was somebody I want to say like Wisconsin or, or somewhere up north where it was just a guy standing in the woods on the side of the road just and not doing anything, just standing there or standing in the middle of off the, off the side of a street in like a foggy kind of neighborhood, just standing there with like a balloon, mm -hmm. just standing there doing absolutely nothing except just kind of getting people going, what the fuck is that cloud doing? <laughs> what the hell? Because... Okay, we saw the TV movie It. I know I did. Yeah. Um, and you have Tim Car Tim Curry as as Pennywise the clown. Yeah. Kind of creeped you. I mean, I'm not afraid of clowns, but I mean, if I was walking, if we walked outside, we're in. I wouldn't say we're in a clown heavy area, mm. but and but we are across the street from a, a woods. If we walked out now and there was a clown standing out there, all three of us be be a little wigged out by it. Just, no, I'm like, come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, As the two of us jump in the like, car, take I mean, off. Like, Come at her, bro. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just standing there. I mean, maybe not even paying attention to us. Just standing there. Just One guy's got guts. I'll tell you that. Because where we do the show, we're on top of a police station. <laughs> right, you know, yeah, so I mean, the odds are I'm that, that clown's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't the brightest tool in the shed. But I'm just saying, like, it would be kind of, like, creepy. Or if we... Like, you live across the street from a park. Yeah. So if you were to walk out and drive by and you would see th that clown standing in the middle of the playground randomly, just on a field, just standing there, it'd be like, what's he doing? Why? Like, it's like, there's a slight creep factor. Now, if that thing comes and starts running out towards us, well, then that's where most people would either a fight or flight syndrome kicks yes. in. Some people would just like, oh, my God, run and start screaming their heads off. Other people are like, what can I grab to hit this thing with? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, so you're, you're taking that chance. But apparently, like I, like she said, with the guy going after kids, you're, you're it's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You know, as far as if you want to scare somebody, scare a kid. Because if they do decide to jump on you, it's like five little kids. You can punch them right in the face and you're, you're done. <laughs> like, you right. know, and run away. But if it's like five adults, you might have to worry about getting shivved or shot. Yeah. You know, like there's a more of a, of a risk factor as far as. But I mean. When we go to Monster Mania, there's a guy I remember. He's on. He's a dressed as a clown, mm -hmm. and I think he, he became good friends with my sister because like I, um, he, he scared the shit out of Logan. Yeah. Didn't mean to. Like that's why Logan. He, I think Logan has like, a little bit of a fear of clowns mm -hmm. because when he was a kid, this guy was just walking by and he you know, he was like you know do, taking pictures and Logan was like like maybe like two. He was like fuck no. Yeah. Like you can see like he was just disturbed. And he started crying, and the guy was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry!" Like apologizing to my sister, right. and she's like, "Don't worry about it. You're just we didn't know. Like yeah. it just kind of creeped him out." Um, nicest guy, and it's uh, that's his gig. He goes to Monster Mania, is dressed as a creepy clown. Now he, his little team has gotten bigger, you know. So it's like a little, like a little 
Clown posse. Forward. Like a little clown posse. All right. You might say they're insane, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not affiliated with the insane crowd Smart posse. joke. I mean, so like you are kind of, of of hindering their livelihood because you're taking like like she said that's yeah, the but job. This, but to see that to this, see, but that that's that's something though that you can go well that doesn't really hurt too much only because they're not going to show up like odds are if there's like five or six of them they're going to get a room you know right. and then get dressed up there right. you know kind of thing nobody like uh, 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 now I'm going to say now I'm going to say something embarrassing about myself here. I used to go to the Renaissance Fair and I used to dress up. I used to be Robin Hood. Okay. You know, not a variation, not actually Robin well, Hood. Well, yeah, degree, obviously. You know, but... I can totally see it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's adorable. I'm so proud of you, Ed. Anyway, <laughs> so I, of course, the where it is from us, the Renaissance Fair is in middle of Pennsylvania. Right. So it's an hour and a half drive to get there. So I'm not going to change there because there's no really changing rooms right. at the Renaissance Fair. So I'm wearing half my costume you know, I'm not wearing the bow and the arrows and the right. you know right. the belts and all that I would wear, and the and the and the boots. Yes, the no, <laughs> not the fairy tale boots. The actual, you know, the I think, fixie boots. not fixie boots. No, um, <coughs> but like that was a thing. So like, it was embarrassing for me to get out of the car because like at the end of the trip, like at the end of the day, I'd be like half dressed in this outfit and have to get gas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and now I'm not. Now I'm not with my amongst my. Renaissance brother and sister, right. you know, out there in dress. <laughs> now I'm dressed like you know this shirt's a little sweaty because I'm wearing this tankard, just heavy, right. you know, and and the tight tights, and I'm like, and I'm pumping ass. It's like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> People looking at you, kind of, you know, automatically go Renaissance fair. <laughs> oh, like, but it depends on what area you're in. People are going, oh, he must be from Renaissance fair. Geek, like, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Who are you supposed to be? An elf? <laughs> no, I'm Robin Hood. But that doesn't help. <laughs> still wearing. Didn't make it better. Still wearing tights and a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you get a point. Of I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I again, I still think it's one of those phases that people kind of like. There's there's moments in time where there's something that's popular. And then it it get it eventually fades out. I, um, this is this is some of the stuff that you hear. You go, why? Like I I don't understand why this isn't a good idea. Because I'm like, it, somebody's gonna die. Mm-hmm. I mean, like somebody is going to die one way or another. One end of it's going, and it's not going to be something pretty. Like Mm-mm. because no. it becomes a manhunt for this clown or a manhunt for this person that killed the clown. You know, right? You know, and that, and it's it's going to be one of those horrible like times. Because it started years ago, there was I think it was in rural Texas actually somewhere where they they had the the cams in front of your house, like so you could see who's right. at your house door. They would walk up and just stand there mm-hmm. and look creepy, and then walk away. One actually defiled a a, a pumpkin because it was around Halloween time right. when they did it, or fall season, whatever. And somebody mm-hmm. had a pumpkin, he ripped it, literally ripped it by hand, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like <laughs> <laughs> he's scary. <laughs> That's the one I ain't gonna fuck with if he's ripping a clown. Up. Yeah, but if he, the fun fact, if he went at, I, I didn't hear hear about this, so I'm yeah. not sure if it was in Texas. But if he went to at nighttime to someone's security cam, he knew better than to go in the middle of the day in the middle of rural, tex, rural Texas. You're gonna get shot. Like right now, but it's the same. Like like they, they played it smart because right. they it was like literally like in the middle of like they're talking. It was like two three in the morning right. you know four in the morning where most people were asleep so mm-hmm. there was nobody in the neighborhood there was just the clowns walking through this right. neighborhood and they didn't do anything some didn't really get that close they just they knew where the, the camera was and they mm-hmm. stared at the camera and they just have that eyesight staring into that camera as you're looking back and you're going 
crap, I don't think if they see me. <laughs> I, I do think it's this odd mix of pop culture and because I, I don't, I'm not really one to blame, to point blame. People are stupid in general, but every once in a while you need that little nugget. And I do think like a movie like The Purge mm. helps with something like that. Right. Where, where they're dressed up and it's like for 12 hours, anything's legal. And they always have these, like the latest Purge, the election year, I didn't see, but they had some really cool looking masks. Yeah. Like, I'm saying, like, I think if that's part of it, you know, that part of that culture going, how fun would that be just to walk around? It's purge, blah, blah, blah. And in the climate that we're living in with, you know, tensions between race and religion. It, and terrorism. It, and terrorism. So, like, you know, and then you have, like, they just started remaking, they just finished remaking the It, you know, mm. for, for movies. Um, you also have, like, that creepy clown thing. Like, you know, yeah. it's just. I think it's just one of those moments in time, like in 10 years from now, we're going to be like, hey, remember that time people dressed up like clowns? Yeah, it was all fun and games until someone got shot. You know, like... Well, I see, two, a couple got arrested. They yeah. were they were both... And they left their four-year-old son at home alone. You know, wow. it's like, how stupid are you? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, first off that you're doing this, but second off that you actually left your kid behind to do this. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's just weird, you know? I mean, I just think there's something mentally wrong with some of these people. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. I think it's that that mob mentality, like, hey, you know, like when I was younger, we go out and throw eggs and stuff. Like maybe if I was, if that was popular, I doubt I would. I would be like, I'm not dressing up as a clown. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> sorry. I, well, <laughs> early in the week, you know, after hearing these stories and stuff, I was I thought it'd be funny if I dressed up as a clown for Halloween, give out candy. <laughs> yeah, I now think that's a good idea. And then my <laughs> wife's like, "You're an idiot. You're gonna get shot." Yeah. You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." So I'm not gonna. Do yeah. That. Like, do, 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 do. You know, like, yeah. All right, what do you say we call it a night? So why don't you tease uh, what what's your other article that you had for oh, well, the we're, we're, going, we're going to talk about a Marvel character at first that had they, they, they Marvel got the rights back to, and they were going to do nothing with, but now there's something in the works that's going to happen. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. That's oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Yes, I have to wait and see. Thank uh, God, this is not smell radio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I fought it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, if uh, thanks for listening to the show, you can listen to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Search <laughs> <laughs> for Aquanet Radio on those apps. It's eyes of water. That was a good one. <laughs> um, if you do want to catch the podcast version of the show which where we break down what we talk about. We add some bonus stuff, as you just heard. You can download the podcast on either iTunes or wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you go to the About section of our Facebook page, Geeksters Geeks Radio. Radio, give us a like there if you haven't already. Uh, you can go to uh, that and find the About section and find all the other places you can download the show. Or if you're a Google user, you can download any podcast app, search for our show, and it'll be there for you. And now if you're a Roku user, you can download the Blueberry Channel app, which is free. Search for our show, which is free, and listen to it on your television. That's right. It's all this goofy crap is for free because we care. That's right. Because <laughs> we haven't found a way to make money off of you. <laughs> <laughs> Hire us for your creepy clown theme show. It'll be you, me, and Ed, and grease paint, and happy faces going, hey, dick and fart jokes. Waka waka. Hey. <laughs> is there anybody over the age of eight here? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're about to get dirty. <laughs> and we mean by Sean Shorts. <laughs> That's right. Hey, if you're 
Hey, let's see how many clouds we can get inside you. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, I want to say you need to put a, put a button on the creepy clown thing. You know it's not that big of a deal because they haven't come out with a porn parody yet. That you know of. Huh? That you know of. That I know of. I'm about to Google search something. <laughs> on the way home. All right, well, again, thanks for listening. But if you do want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye. And we're back, folks. Welcome back, everybody. All right, so after a very long break, <laughs> Ed, would you like to bring that article to the forefront, or do you have something to tell the class? <laughs> well, you know what? I, uh, I I got some late-breaking news, and it basically when I read the article, it sounded legit. Basically, what I wanted to start off with was we were talk we were going to talk about in the beginning of the nerd news was the fact is is that Blade has come back to the fold of Marvel. Uh, right. New Line Cinema had it for a while, and they did three movies uh, that we know of with Wesley Snipes, and uh, they did a TV show uh, with yeah. it, and it just lasted one season, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they they were asking, of course, now Kevin Feige about Blade because Blade was the kind of like the starter point of, in a way of the whole Marvel universe, and it, you know, was as a test. I mean, it was the one thing that brought Marvel out of like bankruptcy right. to you know making profits. To you, you don't get to the Winter Soldier or to Civil War without Blade being the right. front guy or the X Men movies, yeah. even even from other companies. I mean, yeah. you know, like Spider Man and and all those movies that yeah. were coming up, and then you. Know, as you say, Iron Man and so on. As they, you know, you can go through the whole list of them, and it's because of of that movie that really brought it, the seriousness. I think more seriousness to yeah. comic book movies than there were in the past. Right. So one of the things that they asked Ken Feige about is, well, now that you have Blade, what are you going to do with it? And his response was, I really have no plans now at this time. Okay. But re- a recent article did come up because New York Comic Con passed this. Uh, weekend before right. uh, last, and uh, Kate Beckinsale, who was of course uh, promoting her new movie Underworld, Underworld right. Bloodlines, they were asking would there ever be a uh, movie with him and her and Blade in the movie, you know, fighting each other, Gosh. and of course she's they heard nothing of it. Well, there was a, there's an article that that kind of appeared talking about Blade itself, and they were talking to Wesley Snipes, uh-huh. and of course he's up to do of another mo- movie. And they were actually talking that they've they've uh, they said that there was going to be uh, basically he was going to get three million dollars for two sequels for Blade at one hundred fifty million dollars each plus a uh, per, uh, part of the uh, profits was a uh, type of thing. So it sounded like it was almost like a done deal in a right. way. But of course, uh, Marvel says that well, no, that's not true. Like, slow down. Yes, yeah, all your role basically. Um, you know that they they were thinking of of making another movie, but they're right. not sure which direction they were going to go with it. If they're going to restart the whole series again, or if they're going to uh, continue on with Wesley Snipes. As if people don't know, I mean, Patton Oswalt talked about it, and I think many of his uh, yeah appearances, a, a lengthy and, conversation about yes, of how who Wesley Snipes was or how he was at the set on the set of of uh, Blade Three Trinity. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about a little bit? I mean, yeah, it's kind of like I don't know how much of the details because I remember some of the details that, one, Wesley Simpson was a dick mm-hmm. on set because this is the third Blade movie, so he thought his shit didn't stink. Right. Um, he was also very belligerent on set, very kind of, and now this is a movie, too, where Ryan Reynolds was on set, too, which mm-hmm. is where Ryan Reynolds said that this is where people started giving him the Deadpool stuff back then. Yeah. 
you know, when he first got introduced to the character, and a lot of the lines that he gets in the movie mm-hmm. is basically because they were supposed to be Wesley Snipes lines. Yeah. And that since Wesley Snipes would be like, oh, I'm not going on set today, blah, 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 because I'm Wesley Snipes, they were like, okay, well, we, we're going to film around you. Give it to this guy, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Let him do a lot of the, the, the one-liners and the punchline. It kind of helped Ryan Reynolds get more star power mm-hmm. in this movie because out of the three people, because it was him, Pat and I always had a small part, but it was um, Wesley Snipes, Ryan Reynolds, and um, Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Biel? Uh, no. No, no. Um, God damn, I can't remember her name. It's Jessica <laughs> something. Uh, or, um, and I always say, Jessica Biel, the girl from Flashdance? Like, no, um, Jennifer. I don't know Jessica. Jessica Biel. I think. Yeah, you can very Google search that real quick. <laughs> so the idea was that you know it also had Triple H and Parker Posey in it, and it was a, a pretty decent cast. But Ryan Reynolds, his yeah, it's Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I said Jennifer Biel's first. Maybe that's why Jessica Biel. Um, he got more star power. Out yeah. Of it, you know. So now, but I'm gonna I'm to Wesley Snipes' defense mm. from the time Blade Three finished yeah. to the time it bombed at the theaters to now, he has gone through a couple of massive life changes. One, yes. jail time. Yes, evade tax, tax evasion. evasion. Right. I think he's come back maybe a little humbler because he went to TV for that one that show that also bombed. Yes. Um, he hasn't had a lot of home runs, so for him to say, "Well, I'm willing to do a Blade movie." Okay, I can see that. For $150 million a piece, though, I'm like, I don't even think Robert Downey Jr. makes $150 a million. <laughs> like, right away you're going, whoa, 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 whoa. slow down, Wesley. <laughs> Second, I, I honestly, I mean, I don't know if Blade would work in movies anymore. I mean, okay, back when Blade was out, you had movies and you had television. Now I think you can do something different with Blade. Like they tried a TV show. Mm-hmm. But the TV show, I think, was either on Sci-Fi or on the USA Network, and it was it didn't do so well because I don't think they could push the envelope. Okay, I I, I did look up what, how much RDJ makes for the Iron yeah. Man. Uh, apparently, for the first one, he only made five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. For the second one, he made ten million dollars, uh-huh. and for uh, Avengers, he made uh, an Iron Man three. He made fifty million dollars. Right. So he's kind of I mean the fifty million dollar man will call. Him. Yeah. So. If for Wesley to go, I'm we'll doing two movies. I'm getting paid 150 million dollars. Someone plus mar- a part of the plus, plus a, yeah, a little something something off the top of yeah. the percentage of the box office. You're going. Are you? How much money do you owe the government to, like to shoot that high? Because I guarantee you, when he was in Expendables three, he didn't get paid 150 million dollars. Right. Like he probably got paid 500 thousand. Like yeah. and would have been happy with it. Yeah. You know, and probably that check went right over to the IRS. He flipped it over, went to the IRS, and sent it out. Yeah. So, I mean, right away, I'm like, really? If anything, I would like to see them do what they did with um, Ghost Rider. Because apparently they brought Ghost Rider and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, they did. And I haven't seen any of the episodes, but a lot of people are going, oh, my God. Because they changed the time slot for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to like 9 o'clock at night or even 10 o'clock. 10. 10 o'clock. Used to be 9, now it's 10. They're getting edgier and darker with mm-hmm. it. And they're getting, and to bring, you know, the spirit of vengeance into it, it's like, oh, like, why not bring Blade into the folds of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Not mm-hmm. with Wesley Snipes, because I, I, I do believe that there is a shelf life for actors, mm-hmm. especially when they're so famous in that role. Like, okay, Rocky, 
Sylvester Stallone doing Rocky, at least you see Rocky aging. It's not like here's a 70-year-old man in the ring fighting 20-somethings and kicking their asses. For Wesley Snipes, for Blade, he's supposed to be immortal. So I can see you get a 10-year period of movies before they start to show the wear and tear on their body, just age-wise. I mean, yeah, sure, we live in an era where we can de-age people somewhat, but it also comes with a dollar amount. It's a great trick when they do it in Ant-Man and a great trick when they do it in Civil War because it worked so well in Ant-Man. Let's do it again. Right. Like, but to make a series out of it or, or another couple movies using that same technology, I think it would be way too expensive. Mm-hmm. So I can see them making like a Netflix show. You know, you can go a little darker. But because they brought um, Ghost Rider into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and because of the tone that they're now setting for this season... They can actually bring in like Moon Knight and maybe like do the Marvel Knights characters. You, I mean, you you make a, a valid point. Uh, <laughs> I am not going to disagree with your point. I think it's Bupkis, but <laughs> I think it's a valid. But I think it's a nice point. I want to pat you on the head. And go, nice job. All right, good job. But the thing is, is that they brought a talking raccoon and a tree. <laughs> To a Marvel movie and people ate it up. Yes, they and, did and loved it. So I don't think Marvel has any problems bringing back Blade. I don't think so either. I, I mean, like Wesley Snipes. I think being Wesley Blade, Snipes. That's is the a problem. problem, right? You know, like I, I, you're right. He's 52 years old. They say in this article, and it's kind of like, well, he's 52. I mean, like he looks good for his age. Don't get me wrong. Does. You know, yep. I'm not, not going to knock. Black don't crack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, That's the phrase I always heard. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, so I mean, you know, they they he he's aged very well, yes, especially he has. especially the last few years he's had in his life with all, with all the hardships he's had. But the thing is, is that like he is fifty two years old, so you have to kind of put that in perspective of what mm-hmm. his life is going to be like, trying to do all this physical <clears throat> work because basically he's going to do all. I mean, like he did like. I don't know if he did all of his stunts in Blade, but and there was a lot of close-ups of him in fights, so you know he had to do some physical well, he work. He does know some uh, a mixed form of martial arts of some sort. But, but you're I, talking almost 20 years ago. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm and, sure that in Cell Block H, he's probably not you know doing Tai Chi much, but I mean he's probably doing a lot more reflecting than anything else. <laughs> I mean, I, I you know I I, I I I can see a lot of people taking a lot of run of him in prison, like you know I. I Oh, like, Wesley Snipes? Oh, oh, what? Passenger 57? Oh, always bet on black? Let's find out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes exactly. I saw that Rising Sun movie with you and Sean Connery. That was a piece of crap. Let's go. I want my $10 back. Well, back then I was like five. I want my $5. You owe me $5, Snipes. <laughs> but then again, I think it was more like a federal prison, so it was probably like, hey, yeah, you want to go get... get Catch a little back nine on the uh, golf course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was like that at all. I, for him. I think it, I, it was. It was hard time. It was hard time for him. And 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 I I mean, even though federal prison might be like nicer, I don't know. Like, right. I, we're, we're not. We're not white collar criminals. I, I'm not going to find out either. Right. So, uh, but uh, I I really do that. I think like there would be criminals out there would still take a run. Sure. Him, you know. And I, You're Wesley Snipes. I see. I seen those Blade movies. Yeah. You got no Blade on you now, Blade. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, like, like you know, like I really think that they could bring that genre. Like you said, with Ghost Rider, they're doing it now in, in Angels, and I have been watching it. And I mean, 
I, I think they can push the envelope further with it. I really do right. because I, I think they're 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 setting you up for a bigger moment in the show. They're waiting for the right episode. I don't know if they're sweeps week or right, you know a, a a good cliffhanger for the you know. Winter I saw break. a tease that Lola's going to go up against the Ghost Rider. Yeah, you know, like the their machines are going to go at it. Yes, I'm like Lola can fly. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, and, and I mean, what they what they're bringing through the show though is really badass, and it's really something that it's like, wow, like I didn't see that coming see, from season one. When I when I heard Ghost Rider was going to be it, I'm like, this is going to be a one off. It's going to be really bad, or they're going to be really successful. And they have; they've been really successful. I'm really enjoying what they're doing with it. But I feel that they're there's so much more they could do with it and they're just not doing it just yet. But it's just, a, it's a lot, like I said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, it's just so much buildup and they're, they're giving you little pits, right. you know, like to give you little nuggets to, to chew on, you know, and to enjoy, but you're like, I want more. Like, I'm, I'm firmly right. at the mouth now. I really want him to unleash the fury, you know, unleash the, you know. <laughs> do you want Nick Cage or what do you call it? Scratching at the door. Scraping at the door. You want Nick, you want Nick Cage type acting for a Ghost Rider? <laughs> Not the acting of it, but I mean, I think that they could really bring out more of Ghost Rider than what they're giving Especially us. Especially right? with the 10 o'clock. You know, but who knows? Maybe they're trying to pepper him in and use him wisely to see what kind of fan reaction, because you might want to spin that off into a show. Yeah. You know, I, like, I, mean, I think a Ghost Rider show might work if they can do the special. Like, the problem is, I kind of feel like the Ghost Rider effects might be a little expensive. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I can see that, that I really can. But I mean, with like what CW is doing with all their DC products, I, I really don't see that as an issue. I just don't feel that ABC is the right vehicle for Ghost Rider. Right. You know, that's what makes me nervous about the whole thing. It's right. like they're they're doing really well. I'm not saying, you know, right. the thing. But I mean, if they really want to really bring this to where you're like, oh, my God, like kind of like shock like value. Right. Bit, I think ABC is the wrong spot to have it, and even if it's mm-hmm. a ten o'clock uh, time slot, mm-hmm. I just don't think. I think they should get like an affiliate to pick it up and and run with it because I think they could. I think a Netflix series would be well, yeah, I mean, I've seen what Netflix can do with Daredevil, and they already apparently starting like I think their pre production of a Punisher show. Yeah, they're, they're, so. they're, yes, there are. They actually, it's, it's. I think they just almost finished up wrapping up the uh, series to. To bring to us, and they're working on Defenders now, right? Um, and then uh, there was something else going on with them, but they're really, they're really, you know, pushing it. But like I said, like I really feel that Netflix could do a really good job with it. I'm not saying ABC, like I said, again, ABC's not doing a bad job. It's just that I think with what they have, they could really propel right. it further on Netflix. They could yeah. really, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I could be blown away in you know, three weeks, but my God, you I gotta. Can't. See. God, with a flaming skull on ABC. Who would have thought that? You yeah. know, because they've pulled the trick out a couple times. They give you, you know, the car and all. And that's they show him the flaming skull, and it's uh-huh. really, it's really awesome. I mean, I mean, I'm it, the catch you never say because I really just, love Ghost Rider. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, I would like to see the chopper, but all right, I'll take the car. The car is badass. Yeah. You'll flip for it. You really will. It's awesome. Um, but. Like I said, though, like I said, I, I think even at a 10, 10 o'clock spot, it's just hard for them to really propel. I mean, you know, I mean, Disney, I mean, they really want to, you know, give it the, you know, best and, and worst right. of it at the same time. But, you know, it's like to pushing it to 10 is better, you know, which is great. But, you know, kids really want to see it. You yeah. know, and I, and I, I really don't think you're going to uh, uh, scar a lot of kids with, with Ghost Rider. They have enough problems with clowns at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I guess on that note, we'll uh, call it a night. 
Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you want to catch the show live, um, you can on Sunday nights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And as always, if you want to catch, talk to Ed about anything, um, or the, his opinion, or our opinion or anything, you just toss it off to him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to say hello to Sean and talk to him, you can contact him at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Sorry, let me do it again. Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. I'll learn out of there. Air there, and it's S-H-A-W-N. All right, we'll see you next time, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.